Welcome back to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by Vans, the number one shoe in skateboarding. Oh, say can you skate? (laughs) And this week, it's all about Vans TNT advanced prototype being restocked in brand new colorways. Celebrating more than 20 years on the Vans team, Tony T is one of the most badass and iconic skaters of all time. With style and aggression unique to his name, Tony T has laid the foundation for park terrain skateboarding and is the true embodiment of skate and destroy. The TNT Advanced Prototype's new functional waffle tread pattern evolves the classic waffle sole to provide more ground contact for an immediate broken-in feel. With all that being said, you should know by now the TNT Advanced Prototype is built to skate, dude. Bands off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, the bunt with Safer and Donovan. It's a rap. It's a fact. Season seven's on crack. And Are you a, on crack? <laughs> bruh, I don't know about you, but these last couple of weeks, mandems are getting burnt out, ready for a nice little break. But before then, we got to give the people what they want, what they need one more time. Yo, shout out to the people, everyone listening. We love you. And uh, let's get this episode popping, bro. Yeah, we do it for y'all, man. That's what it is. We here for the people. Give you a dope pod to step to. I'm D Jones. He's the ghost. As always, we got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still, man. Episode twelve, season seven. It's a sweet day, man. We got a hell of an episode ready for y'all. Ghosts, break it down. Oh, yo, we met a new homie, none other than Gary Rogers in Montreal a couple weeks ago at Glory. I had to get the Joker in the building, you know what I'm saying? Then we taking y'all straight to the post office. Had some uh, some good emails this week. Shout out to the people. And then uh, you know what time it is? Maybe a little NBA talk because we're gonna be off air by the time the season tips. And uh, we definitely going over week four in uh, fantasy football, <laughs> where your boy slapped the shit out of a couple fools. We gonna show y'all why. We are the skateboard world source for sports and correctly predict all the award winners in the upcoming NBA season for y'all. But before we get into all that, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Like us on Facebook at The Bunt and head over to TheBuntLive.com to check out our brand new clothes dropping today, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Man, some of y'all missed out last time because you were too slow to get to your computer, so don't make the same mistake again. Yeah, that's that's some real shit. 7 p.m. EST, the day this comes out, Wednesday. But if you're on our Instagram, you'll get all the appropriate uh, warnings beforehand. Get there while it's hot. And just because the season's over, don't mean you can't slide into our email, thebuntlive at gmail.com. Send all your questions, concerns, who y'all want to see on the show. We going to be back before you know it, man. We ain't going to be gone for too long this time, are we? No, nah, we going to try and keep it to like a month. We can't promise anything, but <laughs> it's going to be shorter than the summer break. We'll tell you that. 
Man, season seven's been a whirlwind. Started this shit off in Paris. You went to Germany. I went to Italy. Came back. Couple trips to Montreal. And now we're about to celebrate and head down to Buffalo, the home of former guest Dan Plunkett, and have a real deal Bills Mafia celebration. I'm going to be throwing the ghost through a table, that's for sure. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to be throwing your ass through a ketchup-covered <laughs> table, and then we're going to take in your boy LaShawn McCoy, who I hope's on your bench next he's week because he's benched. trash. Relentlessly. I'm just going down there for some light beers, some tequila, and some goddamn chicken wings. And then we heading back for Canadian Thanksgiving, man. That's what's up. Oh, wait. I forgot. It's random shout-out time. <laughs> Brianna Gearing, new favorite skater. You dig what I'm saying? I somehow missed her Thrasher part when it first came out. What? Got caught up. Peeped that shit. Yo, Brianna, you a real one. Shouts for a third place that I'm getting paid. Stack that fucking paper. You know how we do. Yo, D. Jones, we cracking steam whistles or you got a random shout out? Uh, well, you know, you got me in the mood. I don't usually do this shout out thing, but I saw a sick part on Thrasher the other day. Ryan Townley of Welcome dropped a masquerade part edited by the good homie Richie Valdez. Y'all put in work and we can tell major shouts to you guys. Damn, B. Doesn't it feel good to shout out randoms? You know, I, I could get used to this shit. But y'all know what time it is. We got Gary Rogers in the building. Y'all know where he's from. Skateline. The only man talking more shit than us and giving less fucks than us. A match made in heaven, wouldn't you say? Had to get him in the booth. So with all that said, it's time to head over to the fridge, grab a couple of them green cans. <laughs> Yo, Canada's premium Pilsner. Steam whistle. The only buzz. It's celebration time, baby. y'all you know we had to pull out the big guns for the season finale of season seven my man we got gary rogers in the building mr skateline what's cracking baby what's happening what's happening how you doing <laughs> what you saying right now oh that's that bro i kept hearing that term when i was out there i had no idea somebody's like what you saying right now i was like bro, i'm not talking <laughs> I, I had no idea and then bro was so bummed that i I had that response because he had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, sometimes I forget that that's not like a worldwide saying. Yeah, that's y'all. We say, what are you saying all the time? It just means what's up. So yeah, what's that's up what with I'm you? saying. Nothing much. About to catch this session right after this. So my dog, we start every episode off the same. Hit us with your favorite sports moment and your favorite skate moment. Favorite sports moment is probably Derek Fisher's 0.4 shot. Against the Spurs, San Antonio Spurs. Hell yeah. Hell it's one yeah. of my favorite sports moments in history. And favorite skate moment of all time. I think, I'm, I want to say, yeah, it was Wallenberg. The last Wallenberg contest was probably my favorite memory in life. It just was the beginning for me. It's the Chris everything. Cole back three yeah, one? Yeah, just that day, yeah. I'm actually at the end of that video singing to Chris Cole, a 16-year-old me, like hella little. And I'm like at the end of that edit on Thrasher. Damn, I got to peep that again. Yeah. How old are you now? I'm 26. Oh Jeez. shit! Decade in the game. That was that was your first uh, time on like in a big video. Yeah, that was my first time on yeah any big video. Period. And then to see it get a half a million views and people commenting about me, that loud black kid, annoying kid, and all that <laughs> all that other funny stuff that I don't care about, but people think you get above you know feeling off of it. 
I just thought it was cool that it was talking about me at the time. Right. That's dope. Uh, also, that, that Derek Fisher shot was a, a big moment for me, too. Won that <laughs> huge. series. Bro, huge. <clears throat> so, yo, take us back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating? I grew up originally in East Oakland, California. I got into skateboarding through uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skateboarder and Rocket Power and just stuff like that as like a little kid, you know, thinking that that stuff was so cool and watching X Games and thinking that stuff was so tight on television and all those old movies, which, you know, shit like that. The corny stuff that I thought was so beast at the time. You know, I was just a kid kind of influenced by that. But I always took it more seriously. My friends were like, yeah, let's skate. But they never really wanted to do it. They wanted to ride their razors. And I I, I had one, too. I had one, too. And I thought it was the best because I could jump with it. Like, I, you know, you can bunny hop with them easy-ass shits. I was like a kid. But, like, when I had my board, I would want to skate more than everybody. So I learned how to ollie before everybody. And then my friend got better at, better at skateboarding than me. Like, when we were seven or maybe eight, he started getting better than me. So then I just was like, damn, I'm not getting that good. My mom put my board in storage. I start playing more video games, like No Mercy and shit like that. But that was pretty much the origin, like seven, eight, nine was like the origin of skateboarding for me. Didn't get back on the board till probably about, I want to say 14 or 15. 14, definitely 14, because I moved with my mother again from where I was back to the Bay Area. And there was a skate park across the street, which was Thrasher Park. So you didn't have a board for like, F- five years bro i didn't have a board for hella long yeah it was always there actually that board was always there i would i would take it to my dad's i would take it to my mom but i like didn't use it it was just like in the garage or in the storage or and then then one day i was like i'm about to use this motherfucker you know what i'm saying like i just started <laughs> using it then this guy seen that i actually like skateboarding like i'll fall and get up his name was jake steinprice he seen that i like skateboarding and one day he came and brought me all his old boards and he used to skate for, like, companies back in the day in the Bay Area. So he had old boards that weren't really messed up, and he gave me three of them. And ever since then, I, I was skating, skating. That's when I started skating. Hell yeah. Shout out to that dude. What was his yeah. name? Jake Steinprice. Big thanks to Jake. He gave me Spitfires, Venture Trucks. He skated the graphics off his board, so I don't really really remember the board. But I think one of them was a, a crooked... It was, it was deluxe for sure. It was all deluxe for sure, but I couldn't remember which was which. Hey, that's what's up. Deluxe all day, baby. You did? <laughs> so how did Skateline get started, man, and become the phenomenon that it is now? So maybe around 2012, the homie Joel from Metro Skateboarding, he had won a YouTube contest, so he's getting a whole bunch of YouTube attention. And I used to go to all the video premieres at Metro Skate Shop, and I had good energy. I'm always having a good time. I'm always happy. I love skateboarding. More than a lot of people say they do, man. I really love skateboarding. So he always seen the passion. A lot of people could tell from my passion. So he was like, you know what, man? You're funny. People like you around here. We got to do something. And with that, I was like, all right, cool. Um, he just was like, I'm going to think of something. I'm going to think of something. And he he was like, yo, I got an idea. We should make a show. He came up with all the concepts and everything like that. And I was like, all right, but this is how I'm going to do it. He's like, are you sure? Yup. And he was like, yup, this is how we're going to do it. So he just got us in the back of a mini ramp, put on a green screen. And that was how it popped off. Me and him just throwing ideas back and forth of how to do it. Filmed that first episode that one day, took a few hours, had a few beers, back when I was drinking. 
I haven't drank or smoked or nothing in five years. Man, I've been sober for five years. Damn. But we used to like have a good, you know, we had a good skate time in the back and just was cracking jokes and having fun. And that's how it came about. So you just get naturally turned up, yo, because I saw you at the club in Montreal all yeah, hyped up. It's <laughs> all Real natural. Energy. It's all natural. And people say that all the time. People would be worried about me like, yo, man, why are you so? And I'm like, dude, I just actually naturally have fun, man. That's how I am in life. And that's that energy you saw is what Joel saw in me as a kid. You know what I'm saying? At 16, 17, going to his premieres, that energy, while even though when I was that young, I wasn't drinking or smoking heavy like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd do whatever because I'm at the skate park, but, like, I always had a natural energy, a natural hype to be around skateboarding and good music and vibes, you feel me? Yeah, that's what's up. If you don't need anything to get you hyped up like that, then there's no point in uh, poisoning your body like the rest of us. Right, right. The Metro Skateboarding social media account originated from... Metro Skate, yes, Metro Skate Shop. That was his Instagram account for his skate shop. And now it's like the biggest skateboarding. Instagram. Yes, it's it's the skateboarding Instagram. Everything now is based off what he was doing. The repost, the everything, is based off what he was doing. Any big account is trying to do what Joel started doing with his little. He didn't take any shout outs from anybody. He didn't anything like that. And that shit is crazy. That is insane, man. Yeah, bro. He did all 900,000. That's why he's not at a million because he's never took anybody's help to do it. He just did it. And kids saw the hashtag Metrogrammed and believed in it. And it grew to this. And now you got other companies. We're not going to speak on them because we don't need to. But we got other companies want to be just like him because what he's doing and just reposting and sharing. Wasn't nobody doing that. And that's all from his shop Instagram. That's his shop Instagram. That's crazy. That's insane. That's so sick. So he's, he's still got the shop going? No, we closed the shop, or he closed the shop in probably, I want to say 16, maybe 15 or 16. Damn. So what was your first big break into the skate industry? I feel like it was Skateline. I feel like that was it. Because the Chris Cole thing got me a few people knew my face, but Skateline was my staple. That was... Yeah. Right. So would you say it was kind of like when Tony Hawk hit you guys up? Did that take it to the next level or was it yeah, already, bro, already pretty yeah. popular? No, nah, it got popular because Metro, like I said, he won that YouTube contest. So Metro was getting watched by a whole bunch of Nigel Alexanders and all those other people that were in like the early days of YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So just that first Metro episode was doing good and people saw it because the industry was following Metro as a YouTube channel. Because everybody was competing with him, and he won. Ride Channel, Tony Hawk, he made it. I'm forever in debt to that man, bro. Like, as big as his nose is, I'm forever in debt to Tony Hawk. <laughs> Third man's your guy, yo. Dude, that's my guy, bro. I don't give a... F like, I made comments about him not following me on Instagram and stuff, or not talking to me as much anymore. I always hope we could really have, like, a... You know, you always want a relationship with somebody that inspired you heavy, and he really inspired... I see this little nigga skating in Jordans outside right now, bro. O the homie Olin has influ influenced everybody. Team Lightwork and Olin. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so that, Tony Hawk, he really turned it up, you know? Because Ride Channel was huge in that at that time. When we got on, yeah, yeah, they were sure. supposed to be the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. You know? They had the Google backing or whatever backing. They had a whole bunch of backing and a whole bunch of support. And they lost you, though, and then it all went downhill from there. I ain't gonna say that. I don't know. <laughs> so after Ride Channel, 
Skateline got scooped up by Thrasher. Was it an easy choice for you guys to switch over? Easy. Super easy. Easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. It was just... Ride Channel was so SoCal, you know, you couldn't go in the office, everything was an email, we didn't even know people, like, the first time we, the first time I saw people, I went to an event down south, and it was, like, people walking up on me, like, yo, we work at Riles, like, I never seen him, and Thrasher's just NSF, and I met the guys, and we got to have a relationship, you know, so, it was no-brainer when that happened, when that approaches, that opportunity approaches, it was a no-brainer. Boys and girls, you know it's time to talk Brixton. It's getting cold in these streets, but the one good thing is that means we going fashion forward with Brixton, breaking out all those fresh fall outfits. The Monty jacket, whoo, it's a fishtail parka made 65% polyester, 35% cotton. Hey, we warm in these streets, we styling in these streets, and we shred in these streets. The Monty jacket comes with water repellent coating, metal zipper, adjustable waist, interior pocket, and a leather Brixton patch. Stay fresh, my friends. Head over to Brixton.com, get yourself kitted up for fall, your day. So Gary, who's shit in the sink? I still don't know to this day. I just went over there. <laughs> I just went over there and act like I was saying because we're going on another trip. And I was saying like, yo, that was so out of pocket. How do you know about that? <laughs> yo, don't worry, man. We got ears. Yo, that's fucked up, bro. It's super. <laughs> hey, because, okay, check this out. So I'm raised for, like I was raised very well. And when I ever I have an opportunity to go somewhere or do something, I'm not a prankster. I don't like to mess anything up or fuck with people's shit that people pay for. So when that happened, I got so upset with everybody because we were the youngest in the house. We're in South by Southwest and we wake up and everybody's like mad, like, yo, who shit in the sink? And the the night before, we're like messing around, having a good time. But everybody knows I'm sober. Everybody at Thrasher knows I'm a sober person, so I won't do anything that's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry I was drunk. Like, they know if I'm doing something, I fully know what I'm doing. So I think the finger was pointed at me for a second, and then it wasn't. But everybody else everybody else came home super late, and they was doing all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, that was so out of pocket. That's, like, one of the nastiest things you could do. It's like, my nigga, like, you can't flush that down. You have to grab that. Like... <laughs> That's so unnecessary. It's not funny. It's so un- oh. it was it was it wasn't funny at all. It sucked. <laughs> Cause when you go in that room, if you had that room, it stunk as shit. And we all in the same house, bro. We yeah. was thinking we was thinking because maybe we had two or three houses. Somebody from a different house came and did the shit. That's what we was thinking. But I can't speak on nobody. Shit happened. We still don't know who did it. Somebody was fucked up, drunk, and they did what they had to do. How did you feel when the finger was pointed at you? It wasn't too long because it, it wasn't pointed at me too long because I had no reason and I'm like sober. You know, it's just that's some drunk or high or not. You know, you can't be sober and be like, bro, I'm about to shit in the sink. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. That's not yeah, a bar for me. You gotta be wasted, man. But you you're, gotta you're be wasted. Funny, you're a funny guy, so maybe yeah, that's, yeah, but that's, as a hey, prankster. that's not funny, though. <laughs> it's not we're, at we're all. We're laughing but, about but, it right like, now. I mean, that's uh, not funny, though. You feel me? 
Like as far as funny ass shit, that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the number one suspect, man? Who's the uh, finger pointed at now? Bro, I'm from the hood, bro. I don't do that. <laughs> I am from the hood. I was raised correctly. I don't I don't even think about saying anybody. That's nasty. Hopefully <clears throat> Uh, if you ever find out, let us know. It'll be funny to hear bro, the follow-up The on person that. that told you that it happened is supposed to tell you, bro. I'm not going to be the one to tell nobody nothing. <laughs> I do all my talking about my opinions on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> so we met you a couple weeks ago at Glory Challenge, but you had to fly up there, man. Why do you hate flying? Yo, who do y'all know, bro? What the hell? <laughs> You're Wait, what the hell? I don't hate flying anymore. That was that. Now, Kale Smith got me to fly. I told him maybe 2015 or something like that that I never caught a flight since I was real little. Because when 9 11 happened in fourth grade, my teacher was a little bit older. Her name was Mrs. Henniger. And she put it on the screen before the second plane hit. So when I'm 10, when I'm 10, you feel me? And I watched a plane fly into a building. I was like, I'm never getting on one of them shits. Never. Yeah, like, it's just not sure. going down. Makes sense. It was so weird to me, but now I'm overflying because the homie knock it, Mikey told me. And Mikey was like, bro, if it goes down, there's nothing you can do. It's over. And that's life. That's the course of life. And I was like, wow, I'm not a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, how am I going to be scared? Like, I've had people do worse shit to me, you know, on the ground than... You know, worry about being in the air. Like, fuck it. Just do it. But what the hell? Yeah. Nah, it was a nice flight. Okay, good. Good to hear. Yeah. There's too many, too much to see in the world to let your fear of flying control you. I used to have it too, but. Facts. And that's what Nock told me. That's what Nock Hill told me. So, fuck. That was your first glory challenge. Your flight made it in safely. What'd you think? That was a wild show, man. It was such a wild. It was so unexpected. I. I have any idea what I was about to pull up to, and I pulled up to just a great time. It's the best contest, period, man. They got to keep doing that. I like how they stop it. When they stop it, it's a joke. They stand there with their little caution suits with their hands out. Nothing's too <laughs> nothing's too serious ever. Everything is just like a good time. So how would you feel about Wade mopping the floor with Ishad, man? You had a lot to say before the game. But we haven't heard you say much after, dog, talking about being embarrassed in front of his own people and all this sorts of stuff. But the man still got the belt. So that takes us to the point where did you watch that episode and did you hear what I said? Yeah, we were watching. You yeah, watched the one before. So, so, yeah, the one before the game. And I don't want to ask said you. You should be locked away practicing. Yes. And I did because of Ishad. And that's, you know what I'm saying? We're playing the ultimate guy. You know, you felt the same way when he came up there. I didn't say Wade D wasn't going to win. I didn't say you're going to lose. I never even made the statement that he wasn't going to win. All I said was, it's not time to be doing the antics like how you did with, when you did with um, Jamal Smith. That's an antic. Or Tiago, who just skates ledges very well, you, he might not be on his flat ground all the time. You can feel me a little antics. But Ashad, let's take it seriously till game day. And Wade is, you know, not fortunate because Wade is obviously magical. Fucking Ashad was hurt. We're not going to use that as an excuse because Wade still landed a switch laser flip. Nobody ever is supposed to be able to do that in the game of skate. But, bro, yeah, no, I didn't. Wade was saying the same thing. He's like, you're talking all that shit. I was like, bro, all I said was get serious. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll be honest. He nigga, got serious. He my got nigga, serious, I was like, man. get serious. He got serious. He got serious when it was game day, but that's what I was like, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that was it was unfortunate the ankle situation, but if I had to bet, I'd say Wade was on fire that day. Like he was really on it. He probably would have slapped him silly if his ankle was fine. Okay, I, I like I like that you feel that way, and I respect that. Because we never know what happened because Wade still won. We move on. I know, I know. Okay, you, you got. I, you probably wa- went back and watched your shit to make sure you didn't say who was going to win. But you were definitely com- coming after Canada, man. But uh, So imagine this. Bolts. M- imagine this. Wade loses, right? He's at home. Mm-hmm. He didn't lose. But I was saying get serious because a shot could come to your hood and embarrass you. It's potential. It's potential. You know, he has the potential to. But then again, that day, like how you said, probably no matter what, because Wade was on it. And yeah, like he wasn't falling on shit. Like he landed like four or five tricks that even surprised him. Yeah. So he was on it. So, but I mean, a healthier shot also wouldn't have never fell on a switch heel and not took a switch hard. You know, shit like that. It's just different. It would have been a longer game. That's all. That's all I can guarantee. I say it would have been a real. Battle, it would have been yeah. a real battle. But Wade is not worrying about handrails or transition like a shot is. He, he Wade has got his skateboarding down packed. <laughs> He's got it down. So no doubt. Can you tell us what TB4L is? Thrasher Boys for Life, which is the skate park across the street from my house. It's Thrasher Park, and me and all my boys. We just took that along. So it's like a family. And then to be a part of Thrasher Mag, too, just kind of made it full. My grandmother's name is Ollie, bro. So my life is super strange, man. It's super strange. Her name is Ollie. Her birth name is Ollie. O L L I E. So Damn, that's dope. I was meant to skateboard, bro. Facts. Built to skate, man. Built to skate, dude. Yep. And I was actually raised, the house I was raised when I was a baby, before I moved to Oakland, is near Thrasher Magazine. It's up the street. Damn. It's a block away. Like, it's a, or two blocks away. So, my grandmother, Ollie, raised me down the street from Thrasher Magazine. <laughs> Bro, and then Damn. I moved to a skate park. When I moved back to my mom, I moved to a skate park called Thrasher Park that has nothing to do with the mag. And I become the Thrasher Boys before oh. a year before I sign the Ride Channel. You feel me? I mean, a, a year before I even sign the Thrasher, I'm, I'm on. Thra- you know what I'm saying? It's like we're doing Thrasher Boys hashtag and shit. So it wasn't. It, it's crazy, bro. That's fucked. I thought you were talking about um, what's the indoor skate park called at Thrasher? It's called Double Rock. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about Double Rock. I'm talking about. I'm talking about like my actual look. Now I'm starting to sweat because I'm locking this car. But yeah, it was meant to be, man. Skate line. So, Gary, man, you're closing out season seven of The Bunt. We want to shout out and recap all the guests so far. So give us your first thoughts when you hear these names, all right? All right. Wes Kramer. Amazing. Josh Wilson. Sick. He had some cool cool (laughs) tricks in that, I'm guessing. Like, I remember, like, a little bit from that, but I didn't pay too hard attention. So I'm going to give him sick because I remember I like three tricks from that. One of those videos. His mother, right? The mother video. Okay. All right. Tony T. TNT. <laughs> Matt Berger. Insane. Matt Miller. Pop. Brandon Westgate. Pop part two. <laughs> Pat Sinner Pascal. Himself. Nick Dompier. 
Buff. Dan Plunkett. Oh, <laughs> um, can I use the same word? The one word, the same, like, because he's also amazing. You might not know this guy, Tory Goodall. Yeah, no, I don't know Tory Go- Tory Goodall. Say anything. Um, on his way. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Justin Henry. Uh, Wally Nosebutt? Yeah. <laughs> Creative. And last but not least, Gary Rogers. A dick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, not um, truth. <laughs> shit. I like it. So you talk shit and crack jokes for a living. Has anyone called you out after you came at them in an episode? My homie Kevin Furman. He called me out one time for somebody celebrated a trick and they jumped on them in front of them and they held him up like this with his legs around his waist. Oh yeah, was that in Barcelona? And I was like I was like you don't ever do that. You don't do that. And there's a video at Woodward when the homie lands a trick and I jump on the homie's back. <laughs> and I'm hanging on the homie, bro. And I was like I was like, "Oh shit." But we were so hyped that I forgot I even did that to the nigga. <laughs> so then, but I didn't jump on front of him. The other dude jumped on front of him like, you know, when you stand your girl up. Yeah. Like, you know, I was just like on the 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 homie was big at the time, so I jumped on his back. But it was still sus on both parts. I shouldn't have done that shit. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend me doing it again. Damn. Called out. That's when I get called That's out. That's when I get called out. I've had other I've had other people say little shit and I've told people I've only told people that people call me out. Because I think it's so funny that anybody that's taking skate lines seriously, coming from somebody that loves skateboarding and skateboarders. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I genuinely love this shit. It's not my fad. It's not, I'm looking for a check. It's what I did. It's my craft. It's everything I want to do. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to be all serious when I talk about shit and not always be funny or cracking jokes. But it, I, I've, I put light on people that were mad at me for cracking a joke in our community, knowing that that's what we do. Feel me? Like, when I've talked about other companies, I'm pretty sure you know, like, when you said Pat Pasqu- when you said Center, like, I've... He's a he's doing his thing, and I'm I'm happy for that nigga. You feel me? All them mm-hmm, dudes yeah. was mad. All them dudes was mad because they didn't know where we were coming from. They didn't understand that it's love and a joke, and hopefully nobody takes shit too seriously while we're giving our opinion. You feel me? We Wait, have we, our- we we might have missed that one. What'd you say about Sinner? I'm just on the pop. I fuck with you. I gotta go somewhere real quick, man. Hell yeah, fam. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Hell yeah, fam. Escape, but I respect you, man. Thank you, fam. Hell yeah. But yeah, so hell yeah, so. He didn't say anything. He hasn't done anything. I'm talking about that crew of people. His did crew. You, what, did you say something about them? Years ago. I did. I did. Years ago. You could look it up. And we said what we said. And people, that was another time. That was one time shit got serious. Nobody else has really gotten serious about. Actually, somebody else did too. But we're not going to say their name because that got real. That got real. Oh, shit. So that yeah. got, there's two situations where it ever happened. But when shit get real, when shit get street for me, it's different. Because I'm not going to ever shed light on living that way but i come from you feel me we don't talk about it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like yeah. it got it got real and shit you feel me but i'm super happy that everybody realized we're joking we could all be in the same room and we could all shake hands so that shit's cool nobody ever since that shit was years ago when anybody ever said anything about skate lines. since then everybody's like yo man we get it but Shit got street one time. Shit got street <laughs> one time. Fuck. And the people that did it, I didn't even expect them to do it. 
And it, it's, it fucks me up. I can't, you know, maybe one day, years down the line when I'm over it, because I'm still not over that. And I, I, I still, I'm not over what, what that was. And I wish I could honestly actually just be like, here, but when I'm over it, I'll let niggas know about that. I, y'all hit me back in a few years and All right. maybe I'll be we'll over check in. We'll check in with you. That sounds intriguing. Yeah. So yeah, shit happened a couple times with uh, with skaters, but uh, a few years back, you had a savage chirp that I loved. <laughs> uh, not necessarily because it's true, because like you're saying, you're joking. It's, it was just funny, but uh, it was when you said, Nija, it was like when Sasha got on Element and dropped his part, and then you said something about the periodic table, like wind, fire, and shit. Like you need the whole periodic table for all the riders and <laughs> Sasha's sulfur. And <laughs> Nyjah's oxygen because he's the only thing keeping the brand alive. Sasha <laughs> uh, Daly? Ha- yeah. He's, he's so he, good. Yeah, he's our, he's our homie. He's so good at skateboarding. It's, that doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I was glad you didn't really go in on Sasha, but the, the actual, it all led to the element joke, which was fucking hilarious. But uh, <laughs> Have brands ever come up to, or, like, come after you or, like, reached out to Thrasher to be, like, has there been any, like, drama behind the scenes? With brands? Uh, I'm going to say no. So, yes, but you can't speak on it? <laughs> I'm going to say no. Let's just say no. But everyone has feelings, man. Everybody got feelings. That's what sucks. Everybody got their feelings, man. And some people be trying to protect it. You know what I'm saying? Like, some niggas be trying to protect shit that it's not that big of a deal, bro. Let that shit go. Yeah. Like, I feel you, my nigga, but what we speaking on, you can either live through it or ignore it. And if you embrace it, it makes it a problem for yourself. And if you sit there and try to have, you know what I'm saying? aggravation over a show while you're a business and you're a skateboarding company and you're a skateboarder and you get that skateboarder say shit about each other when you play and you do your thing but it's not coming from a standpoint that you can necessarily agree with when we joking with facts bro you're a bitch period (laughs) period you're a grown man we grown fucking men right period bro i'm another nigga just like having my fun and I be saying shit that hits the heart because it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, while well, we say we joke it and we give truth for whatever, but we not, I'm not going to sit there and try to beat you up over shit. I'm saying like I say, fighting, fuck Nike. But when I see the owner of that nigga, I'm not going to shake his hand or fire on him. Fuck him. Like that's just them. They doing their shit and they doing, they know what they're doing and they're, you know what I'm saying? So period. Niggas need, what to, it is. <laughs> niggas need to get a couch and get comfy real quick. <laughs> real quick. Tell us the story of you sacking, skating flat in front of the Baker team. Okay. The heel flip that went wrong, man. Okay. (laughs) So what I was trying to do is that week I had learned how to do the switch disco flip. So I'm trying to do switch heel body varial. I'm so nervous in front of Herman and all those dudes because I'm really hyped on them. I had just missed the flick and it went straight up. Somebody's like, you was trying to hard flip. You was trying to regular heel flip. And I was like, no, I'm trying to do some weird ass dumb shit that I should have got sacked for. And and I tried to do it in front of them. And then I, like, my hype is so crazy that I stuttered when I said Reynolds so hard, it sounded like I said Rick. (laughs) Rick Reynolds, man. And, like, I'm hyped because I'm a kid. I'm a kid. Well, no, I'm like, maybe I'm not a kid. I'm maybe 18 or 19. I'm 18 or 19, but I'm, these are, this is Baker. This is America. This is the guy's 
And they're, they just show up where I kick it all the time. The hype was too real. You feel me? <laughs> and when you're crossing the street, you just see Andrew Reynolds just casually jaywalking through the middle of the road. You turn around, there he is. And everybody's like, yo, turn around, turn around. And I had met Reynolds before at, uh, what's that shit called? Hometown Heroes. They used to have that shit where you would skate like a street spot. Front side flipped the gap. We didn't really talk that much. But it was it was real brief. And I never really got to see him. And then years go by and I saw him and I was so juiced. People try to take that moment to say I couldn't skate. <laughs> and all this other shit. But it's insane because that's when I just got on Metro and was learning how to skate. I was actually way better back then than I am now. As far as skating every day, knowing transition, trying actual handrails and sets. It's crazy that everybody's like, now you're learning. But I was trying to do some weird disco shit, but you don't know me at that time. So you just judge and say that I don't skateboard and or I, I it was crazy. I Man, shit was so funny. Yeah, I know you skate, dude. Actually, in Montreal, uh, my favorite tri my favorite trick switch tray flips. And um, you were about to do it into the hill. And I was getting hyped. I was filming it. I was ready for fucking Gary Rogers switch tray gang into the hill of pain. And then that dude fucking destroyed himself at oh the bottom of the God, hill. Oh, my God, bro. Fuck. Did you check on him? Was he all right? Yeah, I went and checked on him, took a photo with him, grabbed his hand, gave him a high five. He he was just super hyped that I had came up to him. Bro, he was like, yeah, I'm about to do this hill and stood up. I was like, what are you, what, what are you doing? When he got speed wobbles, he got higher up. You know when you get speed wobbles, you're, yeah. you're supposed to go mm -hmm. low so you can slide yeah, yeah, out? Yeah. Yeah. He fucking stood on his toes and I was like, oh, fuck my life. Yeah, straight to the dome. That was savage. But yeah, unfortunately, that ruined what was about to be a dope switch tray. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a chance to crack the live TV barrier with the X Games. What was that experience like? I mean, it was cool because when I stepped into those offices or actually when they approached me, you know, I'm thinking I have to do all this shit that they want me to do. And I... And I actually was telling them I'm going to do what I would like to do while here. I And that's exactly how that went. So when I went on TV, obviously you can't curse, but that's my only barrier. I'm not told to do anything else I don't want to do. I don't have to say any sponsors. I don't have to represent anybody. And for a huge entity like that to let me be me on national television, it's like, cool, I'm going to do it then. You feel me? Because I can... I'm not a fan of a contest, but I'm a fan of skateboarders. And if I could give my opinion to people while there's the pink, you know, there's two casters, he can give his television opinion and I can give the skateboarders opinion. Mm -hmm. And while right. while the regular person watching, I'm sorry to say regular, but while the average person is watching X Games like, yo, who's that rude ass kid? Why is he talking like that? They don't understand where it's coming from, that it, it's from just the honest opinion of this, that, and the other thing that they can't get with, but skateboarders like, ooh, we got this going for us. We have this right. guy. And if I could be on that stage, one of the bigger stages in skateboarding, as far as shit goes, because with Street League, they're on another network where you can't really see it all the time. You probably got to subscribe to ETN or do all their other shit. Like ESPN is Channel 7. It's on TV. It's on, TV. Yeah. It's on there, and I'm able to give my pin on there. I can't cut myself too short through this shit. I have to do as much as I can to be there and give what's real as much as I can. You know what I'm saying? So For sure. doing Dude, that. The female, the female host put some serious respect on your name, referred to as the 
the realest dude across action sports. Uh, <laughs> and when she said that, I was hot because I think that's when I was like, skateboarding is not a sport. And I get in that yeah. argument because it's not. And and um, it's growing into one and it's becoming all this shit and doing all this stuff. But I'm going to hold on to it as not a sport. I'm never going to look at skateboarding as a sport. It's just skateboarding. It's not art. It's not this, that, and the other thing. It's just skateboarding, simply. That's all it is. And that's all it will ever be. It's what its name is. You feel me? My name is what my name is. I'm Gary. I'm nothing else but Gary. Skateboarding has a name. It's not a sport. It can't be categorized. It can't be taken. This is our shit. And that's what it's called. And people need to realize that. And that's why I'm always going to be like, it's not a sport. Well, with that said, the Olympics are coming up quickly. God damn Are you it. heading to Tokyo? <laughs> God damn it. You know what? Because, yo, you, if you want to do the TV shit, you got to go. You got to go to Tokyo. You know what? I feel like I did the TV shit already. And I feel like ESPN is where I'll stop it because as far as the Olympics goes, that's the kook forest, bro. <laughs> and and ESPN, they, they got guys that used to skate back in the day that kind of get it, that moved into that position. You know what I'm saying? There's people that knows the old cost and the old Tony. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So it's kind of protected by somebody, you know what I'm saying? But the Olympics, I'm almost guaranteeing there's nobody in there that's about to do it right for us. So I'm not going to step in that playing field. But I have been offered to, and I said no. Dude, it's going to it's gonna be entertaining one way or another. Either because yeah. it's going to be such a shit show circus, or yeah. maybe it'll actually pull it off. But yeah. it's, it's more likely going to be a shit show. But either way, I'm going to be watching, Yeah, and hopefully we'll be there. 2020 so what's next for gary rogers just living bro i don't doing our company i'm about to bring black gold back as much as i can i thought i could just start a company from being known and you got to actually have ideas and push stuff <laughs> forward so i got to get a better structured team that's what's next for me um i don't know about movies or entertainment too much i kind of don't like i tried a little bit of hollywood stuff i'm not really a fan of it that much I'm not going to sit there and live out somebody else's ideas for eight hours a day and do scripts that I didn't write. If I'm given a budget to create my own shit, I'll do it there. But stand-up comedian, maybe. I have no idea. But I know I'm happy where I'm at and continue to be where I'm at. And, you know, just what's next for me is to hopefully just love skateboarding, I guess, bro. More and more as soon as I want it to be next for me. Some real shit. Y'all already know what time it is. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, we brought to you by Jenny Skateboards. Straight out of BC, Canada, with the illest team in the game. Mitch Barrett, Zach Barton, Bradley Shepard. You already know this board brand is a barn burner. Head over to Jenny Skateboards right now. Order up. Get yourself some. Get your shop to get some. And trust me when I tell you, nothing rides like a Jenny. All right, Gary, you ready for that rapid fire, cuz? For sure, blood. Let's get it. Favorite skater? Mark Suchu. Favorite video? Fully Flared is my favorite video of all time. Favorite video part? Is between Corey Kennedy, that pretty sweet. I know shit going on. Suck my dick. People that look at this and try to say anything about the fact that I picked Corey Kennedy. That part is so amazing. And Suchu Cross Continental. Favorite style? Mark Suchu. And Marcos Montoya. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Mark Suchu. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? 
Bashad Ware. And Tyshawn Jones. Favorite trick? Vero Hill. Hardest trick for you? Nolly Hill. Yeah, you'd be sacking on them switch heel Nolly Hill. Sucking like fucking big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most illegal trick? Frontside big spins. <laughs> No, nah, Benny Hanna. Benny Hanna. Benny Hanna is the most illegal trick ever. Uh, favorite clip you've ever gotten? Oh, when I did half cab, no slide, back tail fakie on my my uh, spot up the street from my house. A gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Chris Cole's back three down Wallenberg. Best trick you've ever done that wasn't caught on film? Trayful no slide fakie. Hell yeah, fuck. At this park called Action, this park called Action Skateport, skate something. It was like, it was around for like a second. It was in San Mateo, bro, and they had a little bump to Hubba. And I did Trayvon No Slide Vegas. I was so juiced, and nobody recorded it. It's crazy. <laughs> What's the one trick that got away? One time I was trying to do this backsmith kickflip at this little ledge spot, never got it. Oh no, nah. bro! Two and a half hours, maybe like three or four months ago, I was doing half cab manual backside flip on this one spot that I wanted to do so I real little, but I couldn't do it at the time because I couldn't half cab high enough. But now I know to <laughs> now I know how, nigga, and I still couldn't do the shit. I was hot. Oh. What's the last new trick you learned? I think backsmith back 180 is like my new shit. What's your dream job after skating? Resting. Favorite local brand? Deluxe. Real. <laughs> That's my local brand. Favorite local skater? Mark Suchu. Oh, no. In my hood? In my hood is uh, Kobe Morris. Favorite teammate ever? Louis Elliott. I'm going to say that. Ooh. Hell yeah. Worst teammate ever? Louis Elliott. No, I'm just, yeah. like, I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, the worst Wh- person. Whoever shit in the sink. Yeah, that guy. Whoever did that shit. That nigga the worst. Worst company. Nike SB. Jesus. Worst trend. Liking corporate brands. Worst style. Mine. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh. Nigel Houston. Because think about how much fun that's about to be. He's just sitting there, landing everything he can. He packs up. He folds his clothes. He gets back in the car. He got 18 tricks that you'll never be able to do. Nice, Houston. <laughs> All right, yo. All right. All right, Gary. That's going to wrap up the interview. Thank you so much, G. Thank you all for having me, bro. Have a good one. It's time to get into the post office, brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. And this week, it's all about Stan Stocks, with collections from Lizard King, Pontus Alve, Lucian Clark, Gons, and even good friend of the show, Dan Liu. It's easy to understand why they the number one stock in the game. Do yourself a favor and treat your feet to some Stan Stocks. You will not be disappointed. Now let's get into some emails, man. You've got mail. All right, yo, first up, we got a motherfucking voice note from a certified psychopath by the name of William Joe. Let's give it a listen. Yeah, baby. Hey, yo, what's up, Zafa, the ghost? This is the illest hollering from the Talatan Nation of British Columbia. Long time listener, big time fan. I got three questions for you motherfuckers. So think long, hard, and answer correctly, aight? Hold up. Hey, yo, baby. Hook up some of that good shit from last night you cooked up. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that loaf meat. Yeah. 
Anyway, back to the bun. So what's up with that motherfucker Pat you had on the show, man? Fucking talking about he looks 100 but feels 12 and shit. Turning himself pro. That motherfucker's the kook of all kooks, man. What the fuck? Question number B. What you guys hating on Windsor James for, man? I thought this was the people's podcast. It ain't his problem. He's got a poopy pee hole and it takes him longer to pee than poo. Let him rock those willy grinds, man. Come on. Give a motherfucker a break, man. Jesus. Hold up, hey, baby. Loaf meat, man. Fuck. Back to the bunt. Last question. When are we going to hear some real BC legends like Paul Macnow, Jordan Hoffart, Mike Hasty, Chris Haslam, or even Alex Chalmers, man? Those guys rip like a motherfucker. And if you want to go underground, try out some Sid Clark, Mike Evans, or Mike Chalmers, a.k.a. Chombombs. And if deemed necessary, give me a holler at 778-554-8462. Just leave a message after the. <laughs> Willie Joe, baby. Wow. You learned from Theo Banks, came with the theatrics, yeah. making us laugh. I like it, man. You talked about three questions. All I heard was three statements. You left me speechless, G. Not much to answer there. I mean, those BC legends love to get all of those dudes on. You heard? Um, but yeah, William, you're insane. We love it. Keep them coming and we'll leave a message after the. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck me. All right. Next up, we got an email from Tim Hogan. What's good, bruvs? It's now week four in the NFL season and my 49ers Jimmy G is out with an ACL tear. Fortunately, Brita has been successful this far, so there is little hope for the offense. I'm hoping to hear what the Ghost and D. Jones have to say about the remainder of the 49ers season. Additionally, what's good with the Bunt Fantasy Basketball League? Me did day had me hyped for the season and itching to draft a team. As always, thank you for the best podcast in skateboarding. It's the Quu Ting still. Well, first off, the 49ers are toast. They put up a valiant effort on Sunday against the Chargers. But uh, they couldn't pull it off, and uh, probably going to be a lot more L's in your near future. And but uh, I gotta say, fortunately for you, George Kittle is emerging as a bona fide tight end in a league where not many bona fide tight ends exist. So That's some real shit. Take that, and uh, honestly, once y'all guys lost Jarek McKinnon, it was going to be an uphill battle, anyways. Jimmy G, he needed that man, the dynamic guy coming out of the backfield, but. Breda's doing his thing. You guys are going to rumble to another uh, pretty even Steven season like you've been dealing with for the past couple years since you lost Colin Kaepernick, man. All you can do at this point is... Uh, Sign Colin Kaepernick. Man. Well, yeah, that should should have been done. But all you can do at this point is just look forward. Hopefully you get another high pick and uh, fucking roll the boys out again next year. And hopefully it's your year next year. Uh, as far as fucking... Fantasy basketball. Fantasy basketball. We have an opening in the league that we're trying to fill. Uh, possibly. We're going to have to send you some skill testing questions to see if you're going to be able to ride with this league. But there's yeah, a spot. It's a high-level high league. Well, it tests you 
more emotionally than it does anything. So yeah. you gotta be ready. I ain't, I ain't fucking committing to adding you and don't get your hopes up. But we might email you back. Uh, thanks for the email. <laughs> Uh, next up, we got an email from Evan. Hey guys, first off, just wanted to say great job with the podcast. Look forward to every new episode to carry me through the workday. My question is, what's your take on reusing a song for a video part? I'm putting together a video and leaning towards reusing if it wasn't that popular. Thanks and keep up the great work. What do you think? Um, I think like back in the day, a lot more frowned upon than now. Like you rarely see a full length skate video come out where you're going to watch it over and over and over again. So most people probably ain't even going to notice now. That's true. Yeah. There's too much content now, especially if the video wasn't that popular. Yeah, you know I'm saying just do it, man. It's all good. I was fucking listening to the San Quinn song that I used to love back in the day that Bobby Wara skated to a, like a remix crooked part to. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, yo, that'd be so G to like use that again now. And like, I bet you like no one would even know. No one would know. So, Too much stuff, man. You can't even keep track. We support you. I got goons. They do what I say do. They, sorry. <clears throat> okay. All right. Next up, we got an email from Connor. Yo, what's cracking, boys? Been a listener since day one. Second time writing in. This is going to be a long one, so I feel it if you have to edit it or shorten it. And edit and shorten it, we did, man. We're going to get right to the questions here. <laughs> I recently rewatched Rally's Extremely Story part, and it blew my mind. I was wondering, what do you think is the most underrated skate video part that slipped through the cracks? So I'm not going to say it's an underrated part, but I think it's one that sometimes people forget about but i'm gonna go with apple yards part in transworld ie he's most well known for his sorry parts but that was one of my favorites of his of all time for sure that gap kick front board jeez nolly heel front board that rail in the dark i think anyways agreed that was a heavy part uh i'm gonna go with canadian legend paul trepanier in top dollar one of my favorite parts most watched parts growing up Whew. definitely had a huge impact on the way we all skate um should have blown up after that but yeah if you know trep you know he's not the most uh, tech savvy kind of guy who's gonna be good at having a phone and emailing yeah and texting so unfortunately his career fucking didn't blow up the way it should have based on his skill but always remember that part and second question what's your favorite illegal trick to do i'm getting old and dusty so i like to get to the park early and sneak in some illegals when no one's looking i personally think a fat boneless into a steep bank can look pretty rad hey man <laughs> each their own i'm gonna have to go with this is a trick i've tried to remove from the tricks i do but i've been rocking it for years man switch 180 manual it's just I could just do them, so I do it, you know what I mean? Dude, even since we chirped them on the pod one time, I've been doing them too. Actually, I keep <laughs> not landing them, but it's just when you're warming up and the legs are It's just there ready. sometimes, bro. Yeah, yeah. Gilbert had like a serious one in his part, which yeah. was jokes, but it, it was pretty tight. Uh, with the back 180 out, aka that nice. fake tech feeling. <laughs> in and out, dog. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with a similar one just in terms of when you're warming up and the legs ain't ready to really pop. Nollie, front side, lip slides. 
not only back lips they're just easier to get up there before you got the legs to ollie into a lip slide or back lip uh like doing those to fakie just cruising around you feel me big time and then he goes on to say finally i respect your opinions on most things but y'all picks for skateboarding goats are dusty as hell he goes on to tell us why we're wrong and says that I shot is a beast, but he's no Jake Johnson or Grant Taylor. Excuse me. Okay, we're just going to keep skipping right along here. <laughs> and he finishes it up with, anyway, finally, shouts out to Canada for having the funniest comedian of all time, Norm MacDonald, who I discovered through your recommendation to check out Joe Rogan. Anyways, apologies for the novel. Much love and respect. Keep up the good work and get Ryan Lay on the pod. Peace. Boom. We already had him on the pod, G. Come on, homie. Yes. And He's, I was actually going to well, say... Well, that's just an episode for you to go back and listen to, man. Real shit. I was actually going to say Ryan Lay's part, any Ryan Lay part, Yeah. may have slipped through the cracks because... He's fucking one of the dopest dudes and not necessarily as uh, well-known as perhaps he should be. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the GOAT conversation is just useless, man. If you're going to say Jake Johnson's more of a beast than a shod, you know, that's it's always subjective, but probably 90% of people would not agree with that, even though Jake is a beast. Yeah, but we got to move on, man. Yeah, appreciate the email, though. Uh, next up, we got a voice note from Eric Myers. Little PSA for the people. What's good, Eric? What up, D Jones? What up, Ghost? It's your boy L Count here. And I got a little public service announcement. Because, as you know, on this podcast, you gotta be for the people. It's about that bum Theo Banks. I was there. I'm not gonna say what I did, but I heard some gunshots. Seeing the man go down, and he ain't coming back. But on a lighter note, I got two questions for you guys. This one's for D. Jones. I want to know what your setup is. And I ain't talking skateboard. I want to know what flex, what skates, what gloves we run in this hockey season. I want to know the ins and outs, what you got going. And then I also want to know if it'll be possible to get safer on the fucking ice this year, get some footage of that. I want to see him bust a switch tray out there on the beer league benders. All right, keep killing it, guys. And I'll be eagerly waiting for the next season. Take it easy. Finally, we got ourselves a hockey man coming to the post office. I love it. We need to, uh, next season, pop off the NHL minute a lot harder. Get the ghost into the game. The Maple Leafs going to be doing big things. So he's going to have a reason to watch this season, I think. As far as my setup... I'm a Bauer man from day one. I've been rocking Bauer sticks, Bauer skates, Bauer gloves, Bauer helmet. I mean, the only thing I would switch up is maybe rock a warrior stick every now and then, but something usually go with the backstrom curve. I like to be able to get the backhand off just as quick as the forehand. As far as the ghost on the ice, might be one of my favorite sports moments of all time. The ghost came out and played shinny one year, had his gardening gloves, had some skates he found on the way to the rink. <laughs> I don't know what kind of pants he had on, but he was ready to rock. And he scored the game winner, man. A little backhand, twinkled the twine, and that was that. Yo, Mandems want to fucking catch that footy because they think they're going to be laughing. They're going to be in awe, cuz. Uh, I'll get out there for the people. We'll get a little clip. Show them my stick handling is no joke, but my skating is a joke. Uh, my ice skating, that is. Hey, 
but yo, Theo Banks, yo, tell me you didn't witness his death for real, man. We missed the guy. We missed that dude. God we were hard damn. on him though. Yeah. I think that was why he left. Theo, man, fucking come back, dog. You want that cat nine lives tip, man? Come, bring it back, yo. We miss you, dog. And last but not least, the final email of season seven coming in from Freddie. It's short and sweet, baby. Honestly, I'm just trying to see if I can skate with the bunk crew when I go to Canada, man. We can make... Are you falling asleep, dog? My bad. In the last episode. I didn't mean to yawn into the mic. But, <clears throat> Freddie, uh, if you come to Toronto, I guess holler. If you're not a kook, we'll be at Dunbat or something. Or It'll be cold, so we might be at the loft. So, we can make it happen, man. Freddie, hit us up, G. And uh, he had a question here. What's cleaner, Nolly frontside or Nolly backside flip? I mean, I think everyone knows the answer to that, Freddie. <laughs> Nolly frontside flip all day, cuz. Come on, G. We gonna wrap up the post office with that? It's impossible. Like, Freddie, Nolly- you just lost yourself a session, man. <laughs> you see it's over, that, dog. You see that? It's over. You see that dude who fucking Nolly backside flip the huge double in Paris, the Bastion backside flip one? No, someone did that? Straight through his legs. Oh, straight God. disgusting. God damn, man. Nolly frontside flips, at least there's no option to go through your legs like a kook. It's just a beautiful trick. Like yeah. That's one of the nicest looking tricks when it's done well. Reggie Janowski. Me. Best one in the game. Uh, mine's up there. Yours I on yeah. flat, I guess. What else I got to do it on, man? <laughs> I'm, I got a podcast. I ain't a pro skater. Uh, but yeah, Nolly frontside flips all day. Nothing cleaner than one of those. Uh, this is our time to thank everyone who sent in emails and voice notes to the buntlive at gmail.com this season. The post office popped off harder than ever, man. Thank you. Real shit. And uh, there was a couple things that we, a couple emails we skipped over. Two people asked for Ted to grow on the pod. We'd love to. I don't know if he has Insta or whatever. If anyone knows him, just tell him to fucking holler. And we're obviously down to get him on next season, yo. Ted to grow. Let's get it, bruv, if you're listening. Teddy G, man. No slide 270. <laughs> Teddy G, is that your boy or something? Sexy Teddy G. Let's get him on here, man. <laughs> All right, y'all. Catch y'all at the rundown. It's time for the rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, the moment y'all been waiting for. Basketball season is quickly approaching, and we built to break down the awards for you. Don't waste your time watching the program after the playoffs. It's going to be summer. It's going to be beautiful. Get out there. Enjoy the weather because you already got the info. We starting it off with the big one. MVP, baby. Yo, I'm going to be a hometown suck up and just throw it to the Raptors, man. First MVP in Raptors history, Kawhi Leonard with a big chip on his shoulder this year. I'd love to see that, man. But I'm going to go with Giannis Attentacumpo. The man's a beast. The East is up for taking, and I think Giannis is going to have an outstanding year. Next up, we're going to go with Defensive Player of the Year, and I think we're in agreement on this one for once. No doubt. We going Rudy Gobert, man. He won it last year and missed two months of the season. There's actually such an insane difference when he plays and doesn't play. They literally barely lost when he was in the lineup like after he came back from injury the last time going into the playoffs difference maker and uh, me and you are going to battle it out for him in our fantasy basketball draft so (laughs) next up rookie of the year 
and we have varying opinions here, man. Yeah, I'm going DeAndre Ayton. He's got all the opportunity in the world on a shitty Phoenix team. They claim him to be the next Shaq and Kobe, him and Booker. We'll see, but I think he's going to snap this year. For me, it's easy. This man should have been the number one pick in the draft. Luka Doncic. Shouts out to Atlanta. You made the biggest mistake of your lives trading this man after you already drafted him. Luka, show the world what I already know, man. <laughs> Yo, you know what? We're both wrong, actually. I just remembered who's going to win Rookie of the Year. None other than Ben Simmons, man. All right, buddy. <laughs> You not see yeah, that joke all over? Yeah, he wasn't supposed Inst- to win it last year or whatever. He's been, he's been getting chirped like nonstop. Every Instagram comment I see is quick sidebar. Don't let see? this distract you from the fact that ben Minnesota is in the here. in the Minnesota Jimmy Butler trade talks. Minnesota been talking with Philadelphia and they asked for Ben Simmons back. Yeah, that was a, that was a funny joke. Who the hell's in charge over there, man? <laughs> Luol Deng. Um, <laughs> what? He's gonna be the next one up. It's the old Chicago Bulls, man. Lou Wallace is about to sign know, a new contract. Who's in charge, Lou Wallace? Dang. <laughs> All right. Next up, coach of the year. You already went with the Raptor, so I'm going to go back and show you all that Dwayne Casey ain't all that, and Nick Nurse can do the same damn thing. <laughs> Hopefully keeping, he can do more. Yeah, true. We keeping, the, we keeping that title here, man. Nick Nurse, coach of the year. Let's go. And how fucking dope would it have been if LeBron left the East last year and we could have fucking had a shot at the finals still would have don't get me started coach of the year who's it gonna be coach of the year they fucking shit and hated on my man last year brad stevens disrespect going to the eastern conference finals down Kyrie and gordon hayward number two seed in the east man he's he's on another level and uh with a full healthy squad i think they're gonna possibly run away with the first seed and uh, he, he's my coach of the year. Next award we're going to predict. Sixth man, the most important man coming off the bench. I'm going to go with a guy I've been telling to switch to this role for a couple years now. Carmelo Anthony finally accepting a bench role. He can take over in the second unit. Melo, I'm proud of you, man. He heard you, man. I'm, I think he did. He heard the bunt airwaves down there in Houston. Uh, Mello, we love you. Fucking good luck this season. But, yo, Eric Gordon might have a better season than him off the bench, too. I'm interested to see the rotation down there. I'm going to go with whoever the odd man out is on the Boston Celtics, whether it's Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum. There's no way Tatum's coming off the bench. It's going to be Brown or Rozier. Yeah, I, I'm just – I can't even what pick one. What if it's one. Rozier? Well, it depends if Horford starts as center or not. Of course he is. No, but they started Aaron Baines, and and he's power forward. But now Hayward's back. Yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, that's a small-ass lineup, so they might. I heard they called it the poison lineup. I think (laughs) they can do better than that. Yeah. Last but not least, the most improved player in the NBA will be Markel Fultz, man. Can't get much worse than what he did last year, (laughs) and I think he can shoot now, so that's an upgrade. That's some real shit. Honestly, I think you got the right pick, but just to mix it up a little bit. This is the toughest one to predict. Yeah, for sure, but you're right. It, it doesn't get much worse than Markel last year. Uh, if he even averages like fucking 10, 5, and 4 or something like that, like that's a huge improvement off his dusty first year. Mm-hmm. Yo, the funny thing is, though, towards the end of the year, he was playing good, yeah. and they just benched him in Put the playoffs. Put up a trip dub, but like his... 
his stats on the year are gonna be horrible like yeah. his averages so that's the right pick but uh i'll throw a dart out there and go with frank nilakina on the knicks I might just be a victim of those off-season workout videos. He's been working out with Chris yeah, Everybody Brickley. looks good, man. We I, need to make some of those. Yeah, I hate those videos so much. But uh, I've seen him working hard this summer just like everyone else. But because I actually saw it on Instagram, I'm believing in the hype. And uh, maybe Frank pops this year. But most likely Markel Fultz. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. All the correct answers right here before the season even popped. Before we end the rundown, quick little NFL news and updates. Yeah, yeah. Lev Bell coming back for week seven. Hell yeah. My first overall pick. And I'm three and one without his ass. Let's go. Um, next up, the Browns. Not exactly the record I thought they'd have, but they're competing. They're in every game. What do you think of Baker so far? Yeah, that was a shitty loss, but also like very promising game, putting 42 up on the board. Uh, he can move the football down the field. I think they're protecting him still a bit, trying to fucking get every score via Carlos Hyde rushing. Mm -hmm. But as he builds confidence, he, he looks like he's got that it factor. Mm -hmm. Fitzmagic ended this week. <laughs> Jameis stepped in and uh, promptly oh. threw himself an interception. You go back to Fitz or you give Jameis a whole week? Oh, bro, I think I think the Fitz magic show is over. Yeah. Uh, I'm expecting you to toss him back to waivers this of week. Of course he is. <laughs> he almost got me that one win. Yeah. Just missed. Yeah. Uh, that was fun while it lasted, man. Absolutely. Uh, one of the greatest games probably of the season. Rams and Vikings went down last week. What's up with the Vikings defense, man? I thought they were supposed to be the big, bad defense of the NFC. <laughs> Reggie, when you're going up against the Rams, there ain't much you can do. I mean, that that was acceptable. It's more the week before that yeah, was... Yeah, the Rams or Josh Allen. <laughs> but uh, Minnesota's going to bounce back this week. We're going to fuck up the Eagles. You heard me, Neeks. And uh, we'll get back on trap. And uh, one last thing. This is how we're going to end our season, baby. Pat Mahomes, does he keep on going at this amazing pace? Or does he crash back to earth, man? Well, let me check the score right now. They're losing at halftime to Denver Broncos right now. GS Monday night. Ooh, shit. My man Philip Lindsay's too much to handle. Um, he's obviously not going to keep up this torrid pace, but I expect him to keep snapping and then, you know, have a down week here and there. But I think he's the real deal, man. We're witnessing greatness. Give me a wild prediction. How many touchdown passes is he throwing this season? I have no idea because I don't know what like the averages are like what what's Tom Brady like average like 40 30s 30s 40 is way too high okay if he throws 40 that's an insane year okay so wait I'd have to just he's got like almost 15 now three games in right so 16 times three is 48 so three touchdowns a game is kind of like impossible that's a lot um let me give the let me give the young buck 41 holy that's a hell of a season man I say, I got faith in the NFL, man. He's crashing back to earth. He's going to finish mid-30s. Uh, give us a fucking number, B. I said mid 35. <laughs> right in the middle of 30s. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up season seven. Big thanks to Vans, of course, the number one shoe in skateboarding. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Always taking good care of D. Jones, the ghost, and ants. Major shouts to Brixton. Shouts to Deluxe. 
And last but not least, been there since day one, Time Bomb Trading. We love y'all. Hell yeah. Nothing but love for all the listeners around the world. Means everything. You guys get us hyped to fucking end our little vacations and come back and shout out random people every week. Uh, and shout out Alvin Kamara for uh, three shut touchdowns the, this week. Hell up. All right. Peace, y'all. Catch y'all next it season. right now. I'm recording.